hey family for the next little while taste masters is going to do some revisiting of old episodes reaching into the vault of taste masters memories we find ourselves transported back in the early days when we had the pleasure of interviewing the then head brewer marcio buffalo of shades brewing company little did we know that marcio would go on to amass a collection of medals like they were going out of style more importantly he became not just a dear friend but also an inspiration to all of us so thank you marcio for being there for this journey ever since then i love you brother a special shout out to the taste masters of three years ago reflecting on how time truly flies on this episode you'll be able to hear one of the original members of taste masters mr wyatt snyder without wyatt the taste masters wouldn't be who we are today so thank you, Wyatt. We hope you enjoy this nostalgic gem from our vault as much as we do. Cheers to cherished memories and the amazing journeys that lead us on. Enjoy, my family. Introducing Sugar House Distillery, where craft meets tradition. Handcrafted from grain to glass at Sugar House Distillery, every drop of liquid magic is meticulously crafted from the very grains to the final sip, ensuring unparalleled quality. As the first privately owned liquor store in South Salt Lake since the days of Prohibition, Sugar House proudly prioritizes quality over quantity in everything they do. But that's not all. You're in for a treat with their incredible canned cocktails of many varieties. Sip on perfection in a can that's beautifully blended and ready to enjoy wherever your adventures take you. Ready to witness the magic? Join Sugar House Distillery for a tour at 22nd 12 Southwest Temple in South Salt Lake and experience their passion behind their craft. And when you visit, be sure to mention that Tastemasters sent you. At Sugar House Distillery, they do not just make spirits, they craft memories. Raise a glass of tradition, craftsmanship, and unforgettable flavors. Salud. Until the next spirits, my friend. Listening to the Tastemasters, where we sit down and learn from artists within the world of craft beer, liquor, and various fermentation techniques. Well, guys, this one is a super, super interesting and amazing episode. We have with us the brewmaster from Shades Brewing, uh, Mr. Marcio Buffalo, goes by Buffalo. Welcome. Thank you, thank you for to to having me here. Of course, I mean we're we're honored and blessed to have you here. Uh, Wyatt and I. We basically did an episode on sour beers because of you. Really? Uh, it's up there, yeah. We want to know why is this shit good. Yeah. Well, I I hope you guys like it. No, no, no. We don't like it. I'm going to tell you that we don't like it. We love it. Awesome. So it's been, it's been fun. Um, I don't know about why. I've been to Shades. I've been treated like a perfect guest every time I go yeah. there. I've, I've had a, a fair amount of Shades beer. I mean, whatever you can get in the grocery store, but I've never been to the brewery. Uh, make yeah. a trip. That's very common. Uh, yeah. We are known as very speakeasy place. It's in the corner, in the backside of a building, yeah. close to a nowhere. So, but when you get there, you go to the loading dock in the red door. It's kind of like... It's kind of like, sketchy, a little yeah, sketchy. <laughs> I'm in the right place. I'm like, yeah, you are. Welcome to Shades. And the tap room is over there because the person enters to the loading dock. I'm like... Yeah, this is a brewery. Then you know, walks like a hallway. Yeah, a hallway, it's like, am I gonna get shanked or stabbed? Yeah, but and once then you, you get there, some ginormous tanks. Like these tanks, I'm I'm not in the. And then I look behind tanks. 
there's where the magic happens. Gotcha. We need to, let's just go. Yeah, we need to. I mean, when all this blows over, obviously. Right, obviously. Uh, of course, yeah. What we're doing is uh, after we were we had set up going to see brewers and breweries mm-hmm. and kind of do some brewery tours and do a live with that. Mm-hmm. But of course, this all kicked in. Of course. Uh, we're having little tough times at the moment, but we'll get through it. Um, but Marcio, who's Marcio? Tell, Tell us yourself. Who are you? Who I am? I'm a Brazilian guy with this broken English uh, they moved to Utah eight years ago okay. to work as a researcher at the University of Utah, working with diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease. And Whoa. then I was there happy until one day Shades Brewing was having some um, beers not being perfect. Um, and then requirement for growth and production, the main thing is quality control. Yeah, um, I was a lad guy, home brewer, passion for brewery. Uh, I have a common friend with the owner of Shades. He said, "Hey, uh, Shades need a, a lad guy. Do you are you interested to do that?" Uh, went there, talked to Trent Farger, the owner, and I'm like, "Yep, um, I can. If you can help me, it'll be great." So I started setting up the lab. That was four years ago. I set the lab, started making tests on the beers, and then. Two and a half years ago, uh, the head brewer quit because he had back to Georgia. And then turned like, hey, new system's coming. I don't want to learn. Uh, you here. You want to stay here like full time? Hell yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I, I, I have cool. two beers that was like my creation. So I learned to brew on a new system. And since that, uh, they give me free to create beers and then being there for two and a half years as as master and that's it that's cool that's, so that's Trent that's awesome. and Alex if you're listening shout out to you guys because thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. and shout out to your wife because your wife she's the reason why you're yeah, in Utah she's, right she's the reason I'm here uh, Carla love you babe yeah shout out uh, to Carla <laughs> uh, yeah she moved here a little bit before me and she was in the lab also researcher at the University of Utah she um, introduced me to her boss and convinced her boss to bring me here. So, yep. And so... So because of those three cool. people, we have to think. Yes. <laughs> there you that's go. Cool. There's your answer. That's yeah. what Marcio's here. What uh, What are like some of the bigger changes that you made at Shades Brewery when you took over? Uh, so there's a few things. For example, uh, by my background on biology and a little bit more things that I read about yeast metabolism and how to um, upgrade those 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 metabolism to achieve better flavors. Yeah, um, that was the thing that when I came through uh, to the to the shades and trend out and I we build, for example, our yeast yeast prop that changed a lot of the metabolism of ourselves, and that helped us to get a cleaner flavors over the time, but. I, I'm a guy that I love. I really love tradition. Yeah. But I'm not a tradition guy at all. What? I like tradition. I think uh-huh. tradition is cool. But you can see, I make pie beers. <laughs> That's that is true. not traditional <laughs> this is at all. True. There's nothing traditional about that. So that is what, where I got everybody on board with me. The idea of, I just not create a beer. I create the whole idea. So when I'm having the idea of the beer, I already think about the label how the strategy of marketing, 
how many cases are going to do, if it's a big batch, small batch, how are we going to approach, who are we going to sell. And then I bring that whole idea to the team because it's not my solo decision. We have a team. And then the team discuss how to improve a few things over here and there. And then we go make brew the beer. And these crazy ideas, like, for example, the pina colada, that was one of my favorites. That was the thing that like, hey, I want to brew this beer. And everybody like, I don't know. Every single account like. It's against the grain. It's different. It's different. And I don't know. This is a drink. It's not a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a drink. But also it can be a beer inspiring the drink. We've done the mojito before, a long time ago. And people were like, yeah, nice. It's a mix. So when I brought the, the idea of pina, all the, all the accounts, I, I want to try first. I don't trust this. And Blue Minds was like the first sold out beer in a day that we have. In a day. In wow. A day. We sold, I don't, I don't remember the first batch, but I believe around 120 cases. It was like the series. That wow. was like the Kavike series at the time by numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the number eight. <laughs> and then it was the first one that like gone in. That's cool. And so did you sit there and like brush off your shoulders or did you just, instead of saying, I told you so, or did you say, I told you so? I told, I told <laughs> you so for my, my sales guys. Like, I told you so. And now it's op- opposite. My guys on sales team, like, hey, I can sell a shitload of this. I'm like, you sure? Trust me. I brew it. Like, I told you so. Well, in a week, I'm like, sweet. So it's, it's, it's a big team. Uh, we have, uh, Alex and and Tran as the, the the founders, but I have a sales team. Kurt, it's everybody knows Kurt. Kurt used to work mm-hmm. on the competitor, but everybody loves Kurt. Uh, I have AJ as uh, head brewer right now, and Greg uh, Greg Schumwolf. It's the long beard guy. Yeah, everybody he's the one that uh, they interviewed during the earthquake. Yes, right? yes, he was there. Scary, and then he's a lead packaging. So on the production, it's the three of us and Tran. And we have the front of the house as well. Right now, it's shut down. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll come yeah. back. And we we'll have come hope. back. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be back. Yeah. Um, God, I have so many questions. I, I feel like Shades, I, I've been seeing a lot more of Shades recently. In, in the past like year and a half, Like I feel like I didn't really see a whole lot of Shades in like the grocery stores near me. There's a shelf in every Smith's that's just like Shades beer now. And a lot of them are on like the build your own six pack mm-hmm. line. So like, that's where I've tried most of the beers are like, like sweet. I've never tried this shades. This is cool. And then like, I'll, I'll try some. And a lot of times it's pale ales. Like it's always pale ales. And at first I was like, okay, so is shades just a pale ale brewery? Because like all I could, I, I was always seeing like four or five pale ales there, but it was crazy. But I feel like shades has become in Utah synonymous with like, kind of like pushing boundaries and trying new things. I mean, like, especially with the uh, Vic series, doing like the Pina Colada, we've got the uh, Thai Tom, uh, Thai Tom uh, Ka, yeah. which is a Thai soup. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you guys have, are, are pushing some boundaries and you're doing great beers. And like, but you're pushing boundaries it, it's and it's so not new. shitty beer. It's so different. That's yeah. the thing. If you were pushing boundaries and it's like, okay, guys, you guys are, terrible yeah like but this sucks. the thing about it is it's still enjoying it's enjoyable yeah, it's so good you're creating yeah. art and the art is good it's not just art to be art yeah we that was one one thing that we always discuss it's everybody brew an ember a pills uh hefe and uh blonde or something like that every brewer has this beers on it 
we used to have all these beers on as well. It's again, everybody has the same mm -hmm. four or five beers. Yeah. And then how can we be different? Because that is where is where people start looking at you like, where is the different thing? Yeah. So we started with the plum barloner. Okay, it's a sour, but okay, Berlin Advisor, pretty boring unless you have those those syrups. Why not fruited? So plum, it's not usually, you don't see much plum beers. Mm. So like, okay, let's try to do a plum and then become this beautiful pink beer. Like, okay, that is point one. People like the, the, the color, people like the taste. So let's explore more things. And then we went for the, the Kafaik series, which... Award-winning. Award, yeah. uh, that JBF winning. Uh, no big deal. 2018 right. gold medal for Sours and 2019 for Herb Spice. But, uh, and also we do things that we believe in the market. It's missing for the craft. For example, the Fit Brewery, it's us. A lot of people doesn't know, but Fit Brewery is a DBA from Shades. So we brew the Fit Brewery and all beers under 100 calories. But the idea is not just be 100 calories. It's being good. Yeah. And people are like, oh, I like Michelob Ultra. I like Miller Light. I like whatever light. Okay, I have a light lager, but I also have a brute IPA and a blonde. So why stick with one kind of beer if you can have other beers yeah. under nine, nine dollars? Yeah. So we always go for where it's needed, where there's no much craft on it. It's like not so yeah. saturated. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. In the verse five. Mm -hmm. So what, what was the first beer, for your first created beer? On Shades was Double Trouble. Double Trouble was created three, almost three years ago, I'll say. I was in the old system. I was still a, a lab guy, but I came to idea to do a double IPA in 10%. A lot of hops at the end. At wow. the time, we have a lot of hops. Not like today that... The hops went crazy and everybody's doing haze APAs. Yeah. So that was my first creation of Shades. Um, we did. It was was phenomenal. Everybody loved that beer and still in production to today. And then after that, uh, we I created Quad, the Belgian mm -hmm, Quad. Mm -hmm. um, that was more to reuse the East. We always buy the East to brew the triple. That was Trans Creations, amazing triple. And then we, after that, we throw away because we never brew another Belgian beer. And then he like, right. hey, we should not throw this beer the East way. I'm like, hey, the beers, are, the, the East already suffer a lot. 10% is really stressful. So how can we do something that, because if we go lower in ABV, the stress will carry over. Okay. And lower ABV usually t tend to be more delicate beer. So we have to go a little more stressful to extreme get those asters profile that yeast can produce and then bring that up. So then I create we created the, the quad, the 13% quad. Right. That was phenomenal. We barrel aged in bourbon barrels was the HR number four. It was a phenomenal beer. That's I cool. have not had that one. I, I haven't had a chance to try it either. Um, doesn't stress in the yeast that's that creates more of like an ester profile, like exactly a great way. Uh, I've never brewed a Hefeweizen, mm -hmm. but like I've I've heard that a great way to get a lot of flavors in a Hefeweizen is to underpitch the yeast a little bit so that it's stressed and, and that'll create a lot of that nice like banana clove exactly. kind of flavors. So usually there's many, many ways to to stress yeast. You can stress by temperature, 
which you're usually going to start having sulfur compounds. Uh, not in Kavax, though, but normal, normal AU strain is going to have sulfur compounds, sometimes hydrolysis, autolysis. It's kind of flavors not desire. Yeah. But at the same time, under peach can promote this um, excess of esters or phenols. Saisons are another example of the under peach. You're going to push all the phenols to be yeah. highly expressed. So every time you stress for under peaching, you might have more more esters. At the same time, higher alcohol, it might stress the same way. That's yeah. why we choose higher alcohol mm -hmm. to make the quad. So we could stress, stress the yeast and get those nice esters. And of course, the different malt profile, a lot of dark sugars, a lot yeah. of dark malts included. So that also have a different um, effect producing like uh, dark stone fruits flavors, yeah. not just simple banana right. and, and, and bubble gun asters. Right. And I love the malt characteristic. I, I really do. I'm quad. a sucker for it. I really yeah. I've only ever had one quad and I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan. But I, I tend to shy away from like higher strength beers. Like uh, a lot of times um there's there's like a weird what's what's the flavor that I'm looking for? There's something weird in like a, a lot of higher strength beers. Like there's there's been a few ones that we've tried that I'm like, this is mm -hmm. fucking awesome. But for the most part, once you start to get into like imperial beers, at least for me, there's like this almost like cloying sweetness that I feel like comes along with all that residual sugar. Yeah. It's really hard for me to get past. How do you avoid in like a quad uh, having like mm -hmm. leftover sugar to the point of it being like cloying? So usually um, when you high, go in a really, really high alcohol, there's one thing they call perceived sweetness. Mm -hmm. uh, alcohol is sweet. So higher alcohol, more sweet going to have. That the way to bypass that and not be so sweet is dry out the beer. So our our triple is very, very dry because it's 10% alcohol. Yeah. But you want to also be light for drinking because the style ask for. When you go to a quad, you have to have a little bit more body. That is also style requirement. And to do that, that is a traditional. Yeah, I was going to say, you, See, yeah. traditional. you do tradition. Sometimes it's a tradition. <laughs> um, we don't finish too high because then it becomes too syrupy. That yeah. might be the thing. Yeah. It's too syrupy, too sweet. And then the alcohol, you cannot drink a whole bottle. Almost like a cough syrup if, yeah. uh, when it's done wrong. It's when it's done right, it's fantastic. It's very yeah, syrupy. It, yeah. I feel like higher percentage beers, like imperial beers, are a lot harder to do right than, you know, like an amber or whatever. It depends on how you design the recipe and what you're trying to go. Like pastry stouts, I love pastry stouts. Oh, oh god! Don't get me started. <sighs> yeah, we had. When, one when are you going to release a pastry stout? Uh, I'm still convincing Trent right now to do a big one. Send me his number. We'll text him right now. Okay. <laughs> Trent, I need to do one. I, he he will he will agree with me. Trent, we're on board for a we, pastry stout. We uh, <laughs> um, I, I want to do a pastry stout, but I want to do uh, not copy, but inspire on Weldworks uh, Medianoche. Like try to avoid. All the car caramel malts and the, let the caramelization happen during the boil and boil for like two days. Whoa. So it's going to be, well, damn. Yeah. So it's going to be extremely sweet. Yeah. Pastry, caramel from caramelization, not from caramel malts. Oh. That is that, that's the sign already. Uh, we didn't brew yet, but probably winter. Yeah. Keyword yet. Because well, pastry stouts, what? Well, they're usually pretty high in gravity to begin with. I mean, you're looking yes. at like 40 degrees Play-Doh. Around 40 Play-Doh to finish around 8 to 10. Yeah. 
And then or higher some brews. If you're gonna boil for two days, not two days, but we're gonna do like overnight. Yeah. Would you lose a lot of like water content, and would that create yep. the finished beer? Would that make it even higher Play-Doh? So, where are you looking at something to be like eleven or twelve degrees Play-Doh? I was thinking it could about be ten plus. No, I was thinking about um, mostly of the amount of residual sugar comes for how much, how high you you sparge or mash your beer. Okay, yep. so if you mash really high, you're gonna have a really high residual sugar. That will be to dictate where I will stop. Um, the boil will give me the ABV. So if I boil cool. and the constant is start at 35 and finish at 8, I'll have like around 12, 13. Um, if I make it, I'm not calculating right now, but around that. Yeah. So if I go to 40, I'll have 15%. Damn. So the boil will dictate actually my ABV. Yeah. What, um, what yeast would you use for that? Probably um, a mix of a high gravity uh, is AOEs high gravity. Uh, I have few strains, and I might intro- introduce some Kavikes on it. Gotcha. Just for, just for helping speed up the process. Yeah, because Kaviks um, are they're bulletproof, right? Like they can. I found, I found a weakness for Kavike. Really? Yeah, it's called hard hard seltzer water. <laughs> <laughs> I hate they that. They can't do it. Not that thing requires so much yeast. Not even Kavike by itself can do it. Wow. wow. Um, do you use like a champagne yeast for yours? I, I try, and it's it's awful. Really? So Kavikes from um, our hard seltzer, it's Kavike hard seltzer, but you need more, way more vitamins. Way more yeast um, nutrients than normal, and our fruit fruit has compounds that are more complex versus pure glucose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that helps the yeast goes smoother. Yeah, versus not putting fruit because we don't use flavorings; we use right. real fruit on it, and that helps. We find out that instead of putting the fruits at the end, we put the fruits at the beginning. That gives other proteins, lipids, other things that help the yeast move away, move along, fermenter fast, and then we put another dose of fruit at the end. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. So Kavak's not bulletproof. Right. But it's almost there. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. It's up there. Yeah. All our ales, except Belgians, are fermented with Kavak's. Different temperatures, different um, uh, peach levels. Mm-hmm. So if you want a more astery, peach less. Ferment a high temperature. If you're in a more neutral, ferment a lower temperature with more yeast. That makes sense. So I'm I don't know about you, but this is making me parched. Yeah, so, my mouth yeah. is watering. All right. Sure. So Marcio, I want what right now is your go-to shades beer? <sighs> go-to. Go-to right now. At the right today. Right now, right now, today, it's our Imperial Lager. Seems weird because it's say, well, go to eight uh, percent. Yeah, I'm a big guy. <laughs> a Brazilian, <laughs> a big fat guy. Yeah, so um, it doesn't taste like eight percent. It tastes. It's this was released two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago, three weeks ago. Um, it's eight percent imperial lager, one hundred percent malt. Um, oh yeah. Um, I can say single hop, pure cascade, and it's crisp, dry. 8% easy drinking, so... Why would you please pour us the Imperial? Let's give it a taste. 
I haven't been able to pour beer for uh, people in a while. <laughs> not as much as I usually Too do. Too soon. But on that note, while Wyatt's opening this and pouring it up, Marcia, I'm going to give you a shout out personally. I have been appreciating what you've been doing lately to the local breweries out there. Uh, I've been following you. We've been following you to the T and noticing that you are, even though this is a hard time because of the COVID-19, you know, a lot of the food and beverage industry is taking a huge hit. I feel like we've gotten hit first out of everyone else uh, for all those who are infected by, affected by it. Um, And infected by it. Infected, but it's, it's hurting others. And, and uh, especially, you know, breweries like mm-hmm. you uh, help. But <clears throat> ever since uh, Utah became on a two-week kind of hiatus on restaurants for now, that could, it's going to change. Uh, you've been able to go across to different breweries and support, and I love that. So what Wyatt and I did, it's not necessarily a gift, but it's to show that we care and we also do the same thing. So Wyatt and I supported Shades Brewery, <laughs> and we bought... A six pack from Shades <laughs> to support local breweries. Awesome thing. So, yeah. so in, in honor of you supporting local brewers, we supported you, brother. Because you we're not much. only do we support local brewers, and we try even before this COVID nineteen, we've been trying to reach out and make sure that uh, there are beautiful craft beers out there, beautiful crafts, and we're trying to bring appreciation to these local breweries. So I feel like we're on the same level, but doing it so. Mm. I'm keep doing it, brother, because I love it, and I know Thanks. it's getting appreciation. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, as soon as this this whole thing become more and more serious, and a lot of people started taking this more serious, and I'm I was I'm glad that Utah finally take this, and like okay, it's it's let's let's close, let's hold this in place. It could done this earlier, but okay, we still have time. Um, I, I saw most people get affected, and our business get affected, and yeah. everybody got affected. So not only as a scientist, I have like it's my duty to say it's real. Stay home, um, minimal social distancing, all the stuff. But also we have to think about economy and right. all this these jobs. And coming from a third world country where we know how things get er- ugly when these things happen, um, I am seeing people right now suffering from economic crisis. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm not different from anybody. I believe paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. So I know if I don't support other brewers. Don't talk about the big guys because the big guys has billion billion dollars mm-hmm. and they don't care. Yeah. But the local, it's important. But not only local. Uh, small breweries like in probably Idaho Falls are falling right now. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. supporting the craft movement and but especially the local small guys. Mm-hmm. And we are like in South Salt Lake, we have South Flat, South Fires across the street, a level crossing right there, Roja. I'm like, okay, if I can spare, let's see, 100 bucks of my paycheck and go and all these breweries and buy 10 bucks. If everybody do the same, we make the economy turn mm-hmm. in our side. Right. Yeah. Of course, I'm. I don't have five hundred bucks to spend every week in beer. <laughs> right. And also, I can. Unfortunately, I wish I could. But if I can go there and buy twenty bucks of beer at Kitos and say, "Hey guys, come here, do the same," and everybody goes there and do the same, and all the brewers help each other. I think we can all survive through this thing Absolutely. without closing doors. Absolutely. Yeah. And 
when I say closing doors, it's closing doors. Like permanent. Most of the breweries has a really big head cost. Rent, utilities, SPA loans for all the equipment, uh, bills to pay for insurance, few employees they try to keep. It's a big, a big payment every month. And now those guys don't care. Yeah. Hey, if you don't pay my rent, the owner of the building, probably he cannot pay his mortgage on the building. So like it's, it's a chain mm -hmm. that you have to keep open because it's going to cost way more if you close down. Absolutely. Yeah. So those, again, those big guys on the building, on the equipment, they don't give a shit. No. But the small guys need to survive. And yeah. most of them... It's diversified. So we still have grocery stores and liquor stores, and we still have we can sell to go. But few breweries not even have grocery stores. So how this guy's going to survive if we go a complete lockdown? They won't. So these guys need us the most yeah. to keep alive for this period. It's two right. months. I hope everybody will survive, and we're going to come back stronger. I but, hope so. Yeah. But if you have, man, spare like 10 bucks. Oh, I'm gonna spend the ten bucks in in the Bud Light. No, man. Yeah. Think about your neighbor. Exactly. Think about your neighbor that works on that brewery on the corner, mm -hmm. on the packaging line. That guy, it needs you to go there and support him because if he loses his job, who knows what's gonna happen with that? Like, his kids gonna, man, who knows? Right. So it's it's a chain of small guys that risk everything they have to build a brewery. Because it's passion. Brewery right. doesn't make anybody rich. This mm -hmm. is passion. Right. I never heard about a small brewery that become billionaire. No. That is like 10 cases in the US. Come on, that, that's not. Right. That's and, and that's what Wyatt and I are attracted to is that passion. And not only do you have that passion in your beer, you have that passion in humanity. And we love that about you. That The fact that you are a good person, that you're trying to, hey guys, let's all get on board and do the same goddamn thing. That's beautiful, brother. That's beautiful. I, I'm doing my part. I, and I'm trying to convince everybody to do their own because, again, it's one more time. If you all pass through this, we all come back stronger. Absolutely. So, yeah. did you? Oh, we, we totally poured a beer. We yeah, on a soapbox. Yeah, you got so, a beer in front of you. But cheers, brothers. Cheers. cheers. Brother, that malt characteristic. That's, that's beautiful. Nice. I yeah. like that. But it's imperial. What do you do think? You it doesn't. It doesn't taste imperial, and I fucking love it. it. I mean, it's light. It's crisp. There's malt. There's a little bit of bitterness to balance it. Like, it's solid. It's solid beer. Yeah. Well done. Well beer. done. That is again. It's not traditional, but also it's not crazy. It's a very delicate beer. Um, it's not to the style to call main Meinbach, but it's like a malt liquor or. Yeah. You have you have to have all those ingredients. Mm -hmm. yeah. We I used to play make a make a joke that is our premium on steroids. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's the whole idea of having the malt really well designed, the Pilsner comes through and single hop cascade. Yeah. Classic hop choice. Classic. Yeah. I could go to SAS, but uh, I want a more those those cascade notes uh, especially at the end of the boil. Mm -hmm. To get more through versus the sauce, more floral. I like more the piney citrus. And I like think why are you? I, I'm in the same yeah. boat. You, I think you and I would agree on that too. Well, I would call this like a Northwest Imperial Lager. It's got like that, like that Cascade. <laughs> right. just but the Cascade me of like, that 
right? Pine trees, mm-hmm. Northwest pine trees. Like you just think yeah. Washington, you're lost in Washington somewhere. It's raining. Yep. Yeah. That's the hop right there. Yeah. I love that. I'm impressed. This is a really good, I didn't expect to like this, but it's good. Because of why it's had a hard time, you know, like he just said, yeah. appearing he it. I'm, He's like, I I'm always skeptical. If it, if the ABV passes like five and a half percent, I'm like, I don't know about mm-hmm. this guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this. But, yeah. I've been impressed, you know, a few times. <laughs> Have you been disappointed by shades yet? No. No, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't had a shades beer that I've been disappointed by. Oh, right. Shout out to our sponsors, King's Peak Coffee Roasters. King's Peak Coffee Roasters takes coffee seriously. They source their beans from sustainable farms worldwide, ensuring every sip is a celebration of exquisite flavors from captivating blends to single origin roasts. King's Peak's friendly staff embodies hospitality and coffee passion, guiding you on an unforgettable coffee journey. King's Peak is committed to a positive impact on the coffee supply chain, supporting farmers and artisans globally. Whether you're a seasoned coffee aficionado or a curious newcomer, King's Peak is your coffee sanctuary. Explore their selection of coffees, accessories, and gifts, and join us in celebrating the joy of coffee and human connection. Discover King's Peak Coffee Roasters, where coffee dreams come true. Until the next bean, my friend. Experience Clearwater Distilling, Utah County's exclusive gem of a distillery. With quality in every sip, their in-house crafted spirits like Scandalous Cinnamon Whiskey is unlike any other, a mark of their commitment to perfection at its best. With Clearwater, you acquire versatile spirits and unforgettable moments. Their diverse selection of spirits can be enjoyed neat or in cocktails, enhancing every occasion in any situation. Also, with their own humidor, explore their custom curated cigar collection, the ideal pairing for their fine spirits. Clearwater is where we go for an amazing cigar and whiskey pairing. Head to Clearwater Distilling for yourself to see where spirits become memories. Cheers to excellence in Utah County. See you at Clearwater. All right. So then what's our next beer, Troy? Okay, so I let's let's shake this things up. And Tai Tonka. He said he never had this beer before. So I haven't in, I've heard a lot of good things. All right. I'm I'm skeptical. I don't know if it can taste okay. like the soup. If, again, usually people is hit or miss on this beer. A lot of people we got great feedback on these beers. But I understand it's a very crazy beer. If you like Thai food and you like the Thai soup, um, you might like this beer. It's um was brewed with all the components of the soup. So you have the galangal with the Thai ginger, you have the lemongrass, um, uh, the herb, um, coconut. Oh God, beautiful color! And then we add lactose for the creaminess because the idea of of a beer being uh, creamy, like the soup, and also you on the soup you have some uh, notes of a tartness Thanks, come from. Um, Kaffir lime leaves, which leaves a little bit of the um, tartness in the soup. We have the sour base, so the sourness will be there. This is a sour base beer, but also the kaffir lime leaves will re- be present because of the sourness. Interesting. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I haven't had this one. No? No. All right. So I will see your your faces. Oh, I'm, I'm pumped. It's, look at that. It smells like lemongrass and coconut and... It smells delicious. Mm, something tart. 
It smells almost, like I'm going to have a curry right now. A beautiful soup. I could just smell it all day. Holy shit. <laughs> huh. I can't. I don't this, like it. I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> Holy like shit. Like, a, like golden raisin kind of flavor in there. That's nice. But it, that... Yeah, I... That's it. My mouth is still tasting it. Like it's it lingers, yeah. but it you keep holy. What's that flavor? It's what's that flavor? Yeah. It's like bringing it's a, a roller coaster. Like, yeah, exactly. Like a Willy Wonka gobstopper. You're like that's a flavor. That's a flavor. <laughs> yeah. That's a flavor. And the mouthfeel is right on too. The lactose was a hit for sure. Like that's, that's a creamy mouthfeel. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. creamy. But in that that creaminess coats the entire palate. And wow. it, it keeps you tasting it for a while. Where did you get the idea for this one? God, I could drink that all day. Really? So it's, I'm not a big soup guy, but every time we go to a Thai restaurant that I love, I go there, is the Thai tonka soup um, with a chicken masala or right. a masaman curry. And I like, oh, that soup is so good. Of course, the chicken and the, the mushroom will go well with the beer, but everything else should be. Another crazy idea that I present to guys and like... What did Trent say about that one? I'm curious. Uh, first thing, like, you nuts. <laughs> you insane. Nah, I, well, I, I said, I said, I don't trust you on, on the pina colada. It was good. I don't trust it. Well, so this time, go ahead and do it. And again, it was the same afraid thing because it's a crazy beer. So it was a very experimental small batch that we done. It was like only 100 cases or, yeah. And people are like, okay, I'll buy one. And if I like it, come back. And it was sold out again. Oh, they came back. No, sold out the hours. Oh, again. Buy, buy 10 next time. What, what's, yeah. it, what's it like to have a problem like that? It's, it's, it's good and bad. <laughs> a lot of people get, get bad, uh, upset at me. Like, hey, God, come on. I, I just want to buy more. And you guys did really small amount. That was ideal. Like, no. I did a small batch because it's, it's, it's the size it can go. And 100, 100 cases by minimum. Right. So I cannot do less than that. And then, like, okay, that's, that's the minimum I can do. So if it sold out in a day, I'm sorry. I was not prepared for that. Right. So, yeah. okay. I'll, sorry, I'm popular. You can't, you can't make beer in a day, too. <laughs> but the whole thing was, okay, I didn't know the demand. Because I cannot, I, I can make, like, 2,000 cases of right. this beer. But if I don't sell 2,000 cases this beer in a year. There's a loss right there. Trend is going to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I'll come by (laughs) $1,999. So this was the idea. And again, the the Kavaik series was the whole idea to having fun. Because produce Grapefruit Revolution every week. It's amazing. But get to a point like, fuck, kill me. Mm -hmm. So we have to have new things coming all the time. And that was the idea on the Kavaik series. It's coming to a new thing. And once and done, we brew, I get a recipe, put it in my head, and I never brew again. Interesting. Then when we done the Kavak 3, was the uh, pineapple mango guava lactose. It was a phenomenal beer. People were like calling us, please brew again, please brew again. I'm like, okay. So I went back, got the recipe, brew again. And then we started this idea, like, let's do this. We release different beers every month for the whole year. Get to the end of the year, 
we, we ask people, which one you want us to bring it back? And people vote on, a, on like Facebook, Instagram. And because of that, we brought this um, last month, the peach cobbler back. Oh, my God. We brought the uh, key, lime, key lime pie, pie back releasing uh, uh, Thursday. Like this month, right? This month. Yeah. Right. And the next month, the berry pie. Oh, God. So those three that people vote for and we bring once a month. The nice. key lime pie is out of this world. This one is, this one's probably tied for my new favorite. Yeah, this is, this could be my favorite beer. Out of shades? Out of beer. Out of, whoa. We've yeah. done, we've drank how many, drank how many beers in the past uh, three months on this podcast? And this is your favorite beer. It, it could, it's, it's hard to say. It could be. Marshall, are you hearing this, this right now? There's a lot of beers we've we, had that I'm like, we they're are really good. Right now. <laughs> but this one is like. Like, I could just drink this anytime. Can we have you for coffee one day? Just <laughs> You may be our new best friend. All right, no problem. <laughs> Does this pair with the soup? Like, have you had this with the soup? I have with the soup. Um, the soup is too sweet compared to the beer. So, I I, I didn't like much. But mm. what I did was getting um, um, pork yellow curry with pineapple. Oh, that was perfect pairing. Yeah. Was like Thai curry, pineapple pork with this beer, or the the pad thai. Oh, the pad thai with this beer also goes. Oh perfectly. wow! I think yeah. most Thai food would be. Yeah, I just want to go yeah. some Thai food. Actually, you want to go Thai food? <laughs> <laughs> what do you have this, Marcio? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! I love that. <clears throat> so it's 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 good beer. I, I like to, no, to create the same. You're too humble. Yeah. It's not a good beer. It's a great beer. It's a great it's, beer. It's my key always. It's balance. Um, that's what I try to achieve in every beer. I don't yeah. overpower anything in any beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my beers are overly sour. None of them are overly sour. Like puckering. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Or overly fruited. Some mm-hmm. beers like, oh, I put 10 pounds per gallon of fruit. Holy Good shit. for you. <laughs> I, I want to drink beer. I, if I want to drink juice, I buy juice. Right. So it has to be balanced. And these beers, that's a good part about... Kavaiks also, in general, it's a good oxygen eaters. I call this, usually I can open my tank on the top if I need to dose something over time. And I barely get oxidation because Kavaik is still very active. So I taste my beers in the tank every day when I'm, I call seasoning. When I'm adding graham crackers, I'm adding lactose, cinnamon, or this one adding galangold stuff. I go, I put, I mix. I go there in the sample port, taste. <sighs> Not there yet. Leave overnight, next morning, do again, and do again until it's ready. Right. So I, I go by taste. It's not a beer that... Which I feel like most professional <laughs> chefs or cooks do the same thing. You so can, you're doing that with your beer. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You can't do it a different way with beers like this. Like You can't be like, oh, well, I know if I had you know, this much uh, galanga... I'm going to have this flip. Like, there's no precedent. You have to taste it. Yeah. That's cool. This is how I got that flavor. Yeah. All these beers. Of course, the lagers are more complicated. Lagers are extremely sensitive beers. There's not much to hide. So I cannot taste all the time and add stuff. Mm -hmm. But on this pie beers or the crazy ones is how I do. Yeah. What's your favorite series? Out of all your series, what do you think? I mean, this is kind of a bold statement. Come back to my babies. That's, yeah. that's, that's your little, that's my your, baby. I gotcha. It's, it's, where, it's where I can 
creative, crazy things. Gotcha. That's yeah. where I think be. outside the box. And I yeah. think that's what's getting you that name. And that's what's pushing it is you're thinking out, you're pushing the limits. Mm-hmm. And oh, people yeah. are like, this guy's crew. This is delicious. Like that's exactly because like, when, when I see when I see a release or a post like you know now releasing you know eggnog. exactly like what the f- wait it, damn yeah, I saw that's the good. eggnog I, you eggnog, know what I mean to try that one eggnog people like eggnog beer it, it tastes like eggnog They're exactly because like, yeah, like your first instinct is to diss on it or kind of like you know, frown upon it. like what the fuck is this guy what what are, what are shapes doing and then you taste it because why and I will always try something twice. Always. Yeah. And the so, first time you don't know for sure if you like it, you got to try it a yeah. second time. But with shades, for some reason, you Except taste it once, you're like, what did I just taste? Like, was that real? And this, and you did it, brother. You've done yeah. it. You're doing it. I got a reaction a lot with the peach cobbler. People come like, how are you... You blend a beach like a beach cobbler, <laughs> like filter, and do you make it? Just shove it in there. I'm like, no, it's all the ingredients that is writing on the can. It's on the beer. Mm-hmm. It's how we we process and how we taste the beer before we serve it to the public. I'm I'm tempted to say we can do a shades tattoo. You come out with a taste master's beer, we'll do a tattoo. Shades tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you guys choose. <laughs> Shades of pale will be the perfect thing to put on my ass. I've been thinking about that for a while. That's a good one, actually. But what, outside of uh, your beer, let's go back to the local breweries. Yes. And this may be a sensitive subject, I'm not sure, but outside of your brewery, which one's your favorite local brewer? I know a lot of people are gonna be like, uh, you shouldn't be saying that, but I can I can I have no problem to say. Um, TF Brewery for sure. Uh, for reason shout out to Kevin. Templey. Um, these few reasons. Uh, Kevin is one of my mentors. Um, for a few time, like I'm I'm know Kevin for like three years, but the past two years we're getting more like knowing each other. Um, two years ago, he wrote me letters of recommendation, him and John Lee from, from Squatters, to get approved for a Master Brew Association uh, course. So since that, we've been more like judging beers together, uh, talking more about beers and process and techniques. And we collab together. We have two beers collab so far. And again, I love tradition. I'm mm-hmm. not a tradition guy, but I love tradition, so I understand when. And Kevin's good at being a tradition he's guy. He's a good tradition guy. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. That's all I like about Templin. We had their mm-hmm. uh, triple, and their triple was phenomenal. And, and we called it Trapel, and then we got told saying Trapel makes it sound like douchebags, so yeah. we we don't say right. that. Triple, it's three times, three times. So mm-hmm. triple IPA, and they were called Trapel. Seems like it's a Belgian beer. Okay, I got right. yeah, but uh, go. It, it usually is my to go place. Like of course, after a few time, few weeks, just brewing and and drink your own beer, you want something different. Yeah, and that yeah. is is our way to go with um, the crew. Mm-hmm. So we always go there. Yeah, T after. TF and Fisher are my up there. I say Fisher is my to go where and damn good. Usually Kitos also. Mm-hmm. Um, I go on those three places. Um, it's three places that don't offer food, so I have to shout out to Red Rock. For food, Red Rock has phenomenal, phenomenal beer. food phenomenal and phenomenal food. beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the rotisserie chicken—they got like a half rotisserie chicken. Man, the flat iron steak with gurgonzola butter yeah. and a, a horseradish mashed potato. Uh, yeah. The horseradish shit. mashed potatoes. You know they've got a good Reuben too. I'm just gonna put it out there. I love their Reuben. 
So yeah, I, that is my my wife's favorite food all the time. One of those, of course, yeah. she likes a lot. I feel like on any given day, if when Fisher's open, right. You could walk into Fisher and just run into Brewmasters. Because, like, all the Brewmasters we've talked to are like, yeah, we love Fisher. Every Brewmaster we brought on, they're like, yeah, we hang out there. That's where everyone hangs out. It's kind of a. You guys have like a club? You get together at Fisher? No, because Fisher was open before TF, and Fisher has the, the environment of like, you go there and drink a beer and you sit it's outside and chill. Yeah, it's it, chill. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it closed to kiddos. So like yep. Clay goes there, it closed to proper. So I uh, see Jake mm-hmm. over there and like we go there and like see each other and mm-hmm. talk a little bit. It's always a, a place to go. Um, he, he also, you get your breweries there all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Now, no, well, not now, but soon when they open, it's going to be the same. And TF, it's, it's awesome. I will say on Marcia before we open this episode is the fact that Utah has all this culture in, in craft beer and all these brilliant minds getting together and collaborating and even creating their own craft. It's beautiful. And the fact that Utah has amazing craft beer it still baffles me to an extent because you think Utah, you think polygamy. Oh, okay. But you think closed, you know, you think closed mindedness, right? Yeah. There's not much well, culture. I mean, here. Like, no alcohol or people say, Oh, you guys brew beer there. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, people we don't come in there like, oh, beer. you guys have near beer, right? Like, no, we kick ass with beer. Fucking beer. Oh, you guys brew all like three percent beers, right? I'm like, no, we can brew whatever we want. Mm-hmm. You can, you cannot brew a ten percent beer. I'm like, yeah. I, in fact, I have a thirteen percent one. The only difference is where you can serve mm-hmm. package versus draft. Oh, really? Like, yeah. And by the way, we have a lot of medals, GBF. So, and that's up. the thing, Utah brought home a lot of medals. Yes. Yeah. When you are curious, when uh, you first brought home the medal from the Kavik series, what what went through your mind? What did it mean to? Fuck, I was you like, you know what I mean? I I I was. In I think shock. I've, I've gotten a participation medal. That's probably the <laughs> highest thing I've gotten ever. So, what's it like to win I was, a gold medal? I was in shock because uh, I enter when I enter on on a shades, we we submit few beers to NABA and Idaho Falls now called IBA, and we got like. One bronze medal, and I was like, stoked. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, we got one medal. And then next year, we got two. Next year, we got three. I'm like, okay, it's time for JBF. And it's not cheap, it's no, it's a bigger competition. Probably we're like, we're gonna just get the judge. And that actually, it's a very important note because the judge will say, hey, your beer is having these problems, these problems. Usually, you don't perceive those problems unless you really focus concentrated to drink that beer um which we do only like once a month or or something like that right. so at that moment when you got those notes and you look like oh the guy said my beer tastes sulfur why and then you go sit down and you drink like really it's tasting sulfur why is tasting the sulfur so we go back to your whole production and make sure to address that issue because yeah. that can be perceived by a judge. It might be perceived for a customer, and the customer won't drink my beer again because it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. So the notes of judging is very important as well. But the metal was like, nah, JBF, let's get the, the notes. I'll be happy. Yeah. And then when they announce, I'm like, good metal. Like, no. Was, I don't know, I blank for, for it, probably like... Probably in shock. Shock, shock. The second year... I, I always I was biased because I thought that the the tie will take it. at least we'll score a, a something. 
I never thought I'd go to Mad as well. And again, it was another. It was so crazy that I screamed so loud. The whole theater looked at me. It is on the tape. <laughs> the guy was like presenting. He announced, and he went to the next beer, and he stopped because everybody was looking at me. I'm like, <laughs> but you deserve that. You were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would do the same thing. We're, we're gonna have to pull that video. We I want to see that. that one. <laughs> I, I think I have it's 18 minutes. I think, or is it, yeah, 18 minutes. We'll watch it. I'm gonna watch that. 18 minutes. The first minute is them presenting the beer, and the next like 17 or him like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you? You know oh, what I mean? hell yeah. Well, if you're here with like, a gold medal. This, it's not even like in the realm of like reality for me mm-hmm. to go to JBF and win a medal. You're right. like, but, but one thing that's extremely nice, and we're talking about local breweries, uh, especially in, in the IBA in, in Idaho Falls, where other states were always dominating, like Idaho, Montana, Portland, uh, uh, Oregon. Oregon, Washington. The guys always dominate the, the whole competition. And then Utah started taking medals away from those guys. But we always been the ugly, the, the dark sheet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now we're taking medals from them, but we are together. So it's really, really nice when you go there or during the award ceremony. All the Utahns are together. Right. And everybody celebrate for each other medals. And that's what I love about it. And that that's is phenomenal. Because cool. yeah. like, you create a passion for the group, for the state. And that, I think it's one of the reasons why we are like engaged in the local thing because the brewers exactly. like each other. We it's, don't want to destroy each other. We want to be also sit together. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a, it goes back to what Wyatt and I, the reason why we're doing this whole thing is to bring appreciation to that. Like the Utah craft brew scene. Because we, we get it. We understand that there's a passion here, it, but I feel like only a small chunk, a sliver of Utahns are getting it. Uh, this needs to be blown up. And mm-hmm. that's what we're trying. We're just like, hey, even if even if two people hear us, even if we we started this thing saying if if we can at least educate and, and help one person appreciate, we did it. And we've had dozens and dozens and almost you know we've had five hundred downloads and people are reaching out to us like we now know we're not just drinking beer to drink beer. We we get it. There's stuff to it. They're starting to taste things they haven't tasted. Yeah, yep. and it's like thank you. And then like to see you, you're the, you're the, it's the cool. artist behind the paintbrush, yeah. right? <laughs> and like to see like people appreciate my art. I don't have to die in order for me to pre- people appreciate my art. Mm-hmm. I'm appreciating it now, and that's you should be appreciated, brother. You know I what I mean? Thank you. It's cool that people are able to appreciate how awesome Utah beer is, and like going to competitions and winning medals and stuff is is a huge part of that, and like. Utah brewers working together and like meeting mm-hmm. up at like Fisher TF or whatever and like and running into each other and, talk, and like working together to make better beer is super cool. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to help the people like understand what they're drinking so that they can they can appreciate it even more because like it's awesome. Like there's great it deserves beer. appreciation, and, yeah. and that also has a big part on the guild where we're putting together breweries and educational seminars that help breweries improve each other beers. And that is a big step that's like two years old. If I'm say two, if it's older than that, sorry, but I know for two years and I know the breweries get together more often now because of the guild. So the guild also helps a lot with that. And despite to be a political idea, it's being very educational. Right. So that's a good resource. Well, so yeah. why and I have 
one of our famous quotes that we say every podcast, when knowledge increases, behavior changes. Yes. Whether it changes for the better or for worse, but it, it, changes. it changes. And so when you get together and you guys all share that knowledge, you learn something. Whether that makes you a better brewer, what not to do, what to do. And that's, that's cash. I say we've oh. done so much talking. Let's do another beer. Yeah, All I right. want to drink another beer. Okay, uh, I'll give you options for peach cobbler because I've been talking about that. How people always come to me and blow, but let's drink that and then we can finish with the key lime. That oh, sounds good. I like that. That plan. sounds like. All right. I definitely want to drink the key lime before everyone else gets to. Right. I'm really excited about drinking the key lime, especially because no one else is drinking. At least. <laughs> you know, this month up Thursday, yeah. like releasing it right. Yeah. So. Thursday tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Oh wow, damn, that's that's coming up. But yeah. when uh, when we get back and when things settle down, Marcio, would you be all right if Wyatt and I came to your brewery? Of course, please do. And I'll be. We happy would like to, to see you behind the scenes. If that's uh, all right. I would love to to be with you guys, show the the production, show the lab, and where the magic happens. We would love that. We'd be honored, honestly. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Yeah. I'm just smelling. Cinnamon and graham cracker right now. All I did was pour it. I'm still arms length away from the beer, and I can just smell cinnamon and graham cracker. Oh my god! So this is Thanksgiving we're having right now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that's not a thing. People keep like, oh, Thanksgiving uh, pumpkin pie, please. I'm like, okay. Uh, there's few rules in my life that I'm breaking right now. The first one I said I would never brew a hard seltzer. Well, I have <laughs> strike one of, on that. <laughs> yeah, and I said I would never brew a pumpkin beer. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. If you're gonna make an eggnog beer, brother, I did an eggnog. Eggnog was fun. Eggnog was fun. The people want pumpkin pie. Oh my! Am god. I right? Oh my god! Yeah, it's like when you go to you. You have one of those friends that are, are a wow. chef, and you're like, "Can you just cook for me the rest of my life, Marshall? <laughs> can you just?" Brew for me. <laughs> I can try. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's I just want real. you guys to know Wyatt is currently speechless. <laughs> He's hard at words. Peach cobbler being wow. tasted. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're drinking. It's a peach cobbler American style sour ale. Peach, cinnamon, vanilla. And this and one, I remember when oh. this got released, and I think within hours. It was already saying, sorry guys, we're near out. And then after that was, we're gone. Sorry. Yeah. Like, well, eesh. so Peach Cobbler, um, when they started naming beers uh, by name, not by numbers, that one when become like people who started liking the most and coming. And this is why this Peach Cobbler, Killime, and Berry Pie was the three ones that was sold out in hours. Um, we again, we open the, the voting, people vote for, but I still want to bring back the tropical thunder. I mean, one day I'll, I'll do that again. Is the, the guava, mango, pineapple, lactose? That, that one, was, was that been a year since you've done, done that yes, one? Yes, that was May last year. Yeah, and again, again, we're gonna be doing all new Kavikes every month. Again, I hope the craft beer week we're gonna be open. That's my goal. Is the mm-hmm. third, ter- second week of May. Uh, as tradition for shades, uh, my fourth year, it's fourth year the tradition that we create. We're gonna be bringing one different beer a day. So Whoa. there's n- five new Kavikes coming uh, in May, and all collaborations. 
Oh, that is not normal collaborations. Not like just oh, I collaborated with a brewery. Now I have one brewery from Brazil, one brewery from Boise, one local, one soda company, and one bar. So no normal co no collaborations. Different collaborations. Five different beers. I cannot say which ones is coming at, mm -hmm. but. This is you again thinking outside the box, pushing the limits. Yeah. So we're going to be there. Wyatt and I are there. Yeah. In May. Mm. Absolutely. I'm pumped. Oof. So what's, what's the, what's your next challenge? What's your next, uh, like, I mean, outside of that, you know, beers in May, but what's, is there something, another project you're working on besides that? Uh, yeah, there's few, few crazy ones. Um, that is a well firsthand announcing here. Then, also, uh, okay, we have earthquake. We did have earthquake uh, two weeks ago, and with this shutdown right now, we are uh, really in deep situation. Hard to everybody, so creativity comes true. So. To make that thing happen, to, to survive. And the best way to survive is creating new beers. Mm -hmm. It's yep. what people like, what people want to buy. So in order to do that, we create an Earthquake series. Kavai <laughs> Earthquake series. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All the beers coming, 5.7% uh, ABV. Because of why? 5.7 Hister scale earthquake. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. And so four new Kavikes, four crazy flavors again. Few are more simple, but fewer. <sighs> Strawberry banana smoothie. Oh my god. Blood orange ginger honey. Wow. Uh black currant and mango chili. Oh my god. Mango shit. chili. Yeah. So Oof. four new Kavikes called Earthquake series. 5.7%, one a week. Only 50 cases because it's super limited. I got the yep. Kavike that I have as a, as, a, as a base on the tank, divide that in four, and what are we going to do? So Hell yeah. Wow. And when's, when's the release, the first one? Uh, I believe going to be on the first week of April. If not the second week, we still, again, is in the tank right now. The beer will, will dictate the, the path. Uh, but I already have two in the tank, almost done, and two goes after. Mm -hmm. So probably once a week during the whole April. So this will re release the first week in April, the first till of April second. About around that, yeah. So this is yeah. perfect timing. You heard it here first, guys. Yes, that's awesome. Yes, here first. Thank you, Marcio. That is a that's a treat. Can you believe that? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That, that trumps everything. Tastes right almost as good as the beer. Chili mango. Chili mango. I put that's gonna be cool. So far, so far it was fifteen pounds of red chili powder, and was like three hundred and fifty pounds of uh, mango. So gonna be really mango and chili. Holy that's shit! Cool. Did you ever have those uh, yes. those candies? Yep, absolutely. With like the salt. Yep. Grew up too? on that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Yep. Is there gonna be like salt? Like it's almost gonna be like it goes a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm 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 schoolgirling. I, I know yeah. that gotta be the first one because who knows? It's it's the the beer is timing, right? But yeah. could uh, could be the black currant, could be probably the black currant or the mango. The yep. two in the tank right now. Oh, we'll find out when we're there. Yeah, I'm sure because we're coming up. Uh huh. Yeah. We have to on our our dockside 
peacock. Right, I mean, remember, go on this, this shady door. Shady no, no, no pun no, intended. No, no, it. So it's easy. You go, you park in, inside of the dock. We have a tent over there. It's uh, our, our package agency oh, yeah, is right there. That's right. So we don't even have to leave your car. That's right. And we don't need to They'll just put check it in your, your trunk ID. Theirself. We check your ID. Uh, you give us your card's number. We run the, the, the transaction in our loading dock. We load on your the back of your car and you go home. In the comfort of your own air conditioning yeah, or heated exactly. car. That's social distancing. That is social, social distancing, distancing with great beer. And supporting local brewers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So on side note, when are you coming back to this podcast? Whenever you guys invite me, I'm re- I'm, I really like doing? to be here. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to talk about beer, I can talk all the time. We, I'm a talker. You guys can see and that. And we love that. We also love to talk beer. Yeah. But Marcio, we're going to end on that. We appreciate okay. you coming. We're going to end on this. Oh, yeah. The key Ooh, lime the pie. Key lime I, pie. I, I lie. Freshly. The key lime pie. Freshly can't. That's lively. So as we drink the key lime pie... Marcia, I'm going to say, I'm speaking for Wyatt as well. Thank you so much for coming and sitting with, uh, taking time out of your day, out of your brewing experience, out of, you know, away from your wife and Trent and Alex <laughs> and spending time with us, hanging out with us and sharing your passion, which we see it behind uh, your beer. And that's why we reached out to you and we, we, we fought like hell to get you here is because we wanted to meet the man who was passionate about these beers. And, yep. Keep doing it, brother. Uh, feel free to name a beer after us. <laughs> but keep being, don't change. Keep being you. Keep creating. Keep that paintbrush going. And yeah, cheers, boys. This last well, one. Thank you very much. What? Uh, me. Oh, anytime, man. It was a pleasure. What? What would? What would we call the Shades Brewing Dork Style Ale? That'd be our the Tastemasters beer. <laughs> Tastemasters <laughs> Dork Style, dork style Ale. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. It'll be like a like a smoothie seltzer or something. Like that. <laughs> God, no, absolutely not. Wow, well, but for reals, the key lime pie. Oh man, like that graham cracker you get in it, and it's not overwhelmingly tart. Oh, is it definitely more tart than uh, the other? Yes, hours that we've had. for sure. Yeah, but it's not like puckering where you just you no. want to just squint your eyes and die. It's almost like a like a lime. Almost like lime essential oil kind of flavor, like like the rind you get, like that more. Yeah, I don't know, like like a lime twist, like fresh. Yeah, like a twist. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what that reminds me of. That's nice. God, with those notes of vanilla and vanilla and, and a lot of graham crackers. Yeah, a lot basically of graham cracker. It's what a, a key lime pie it is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it that tastes, creaminess it tastes like key lime pie, right? That lactose though, I yep. love the lactose in it. It's got yeah. Because that brings out like that whipped cream on the key lime pie. Yeah. Wow. Keep creating, brother. Keep creating. Cannot wait till you come back. I had a question I was going to ask yes. you, but I forgot. I got lost in a beer. So, no problem. I don't, know. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, till the next beverage, bro. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Marcio. Thank you for having me. been another episode of the tastemasters find us on instagram at the underscore tastemasters twitter at the tastemasters or on facebook as the tastemasters like share subscribe dm us for any questions or leave a review tell your friends and thanks for listening
produced and recorded at Fuse Audio. Give them a follow at Fuse underscore audio.